Hello, my good friends, and uh, welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 197 of The Informed Catholic. Episode 197. <clears throat> so we're still in the, um, I would say, in the storm of the post-election in the uh, the post-election fraud, the voter fraud, or however you want to put it, it's definitely a storm, a post-election storm. Um, so, um, before we go any further, please, um, if you like what I do and you think I'm doing a good job, uh, please subscribe and share, share with your friends. It would help a great deal to let this channel grow. Um, it would let Spotify and Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and all the other platforms know that people do like this podcast channel and it would help it to grow. And it would help a great deal for all of us because <clears throat> we're living in uncertain times. There's a possibility um, that we will have... Um, a great amount of censorship. There is a big movement out there to silence voices that are dissenting. And uh, what's happening now uh, with the cancel culture and everything, uh, it's making it um, impossible for independent creators who either do YouTube channels or podcasts to be heard. They're... Um, YouTube, Google is actually silencing, um, making it impossible for <clears throat> um, viewers like yourself, listeners, to hear the independent uh, YouTube channel creators and podcasters to be heard. The more you subscribe and share, the more uh, it would send them a message that people want to be heard and people have a right to listen. Um, what's happening now is um, the media is has gone completely to the socialist left. They're, they're activists. An activist is someone who fights for a cause. Uh, a journalist media is supposed to be independent without an opinion and without bias. You're supposed to report the truth and you're not supposed to choose a side. I know it can be impossible, but it's, I think if a journalist, a reporter is serious, then they're supposed to report on events and they're supposed to keep their personal opinion and bias to themselves. A commentator like myself, uh, obviously, um, I do have an agenda. I, I choose to do my work through the Catholic platform and the Catholic platform is, I believe in a cause. So in a sense, you can say I'm an activist for the Catholic faith. Yes, I don't hide that. Um, I want the truth to get out. Um, I'm I'm in the sense a messenger of the gospel. I represent the Catholic faith. So I profess and believe in Jesus Christ and in the one holy Catholic church. This is my platform. This is my agenda. I'm not looking to go make enemies, although I probably will make enemies. That's a possibility. Um, you preach Christ crucified, you preach the salvation of the Catholic faith, you are going to make enemies. Um, I'm an Orthodox Catholic. That's, that's who I am, and I'm, and I'm not making any apologies for it. I'm also a convert to the Catholic faith from Islam. I make no apologies for that as well. I mean, if you're going to believe something and you're going to preach something and you're going to live it, you better live it. 
You better live that life. And, you know, they say walk the walk and talk the talk. Um, but I'm going to try to keep it very simple. I'm not a, a theologian. I'm not a, a professor. Um, I'm not a, what you call a scholar. I'm just an average person who believes. And I want to, I want to do my part. And I hope I can fulfill what the cross of Jesus Christ demands in my life. So I'm going to try to do the best I can. So um, let's begin with a prayer. And then we'll, we're going to go to a scriptural passage. And then we're going to go into the articles. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So the passage I'm going to read, I haven't done this in a while, and I like to read a, a scriptural passage, and I think it's fitting to, for what we're going through. It's from um, the Gospel of St. Mark, uh, chapter 4, starting from verse 35. It's Jesus stills the storm. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them. Just as he was in the boat, and, and other boats were with them, and a great storm of wind arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care if we perish? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you no faith? Why are you afraid? <laughs> Have you no faith? And they were filled with awe. And he said to one another, and, and they said to one another, who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Be peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you no faith? And they were filled with awe, and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Sorry, I messed up there a little bit, but it kind of caught me off guard because I think a lot of us feel afraid now. I think a lot of us are now more aware than ever before of how fragile our world is. Um, the coronavirus uh, changed everything. It, it changed everything. It's an understatement, but it did. Um... A lot of people at my job are afraid um, because the, uh, the institution we work at is not doing as well as it's supposed to be doing. We, we don't have tourists coming to New York from other states. People are not coming from other countries. Um, lockdowns, shutdowns is hurting people. People are furloughed. 
will they get their job back? Why are you afraid? Have you no faith? The boat represents the church, right? I mean, that's what the boat always represented in the early Christian iconography, you know, where the, uh, the mass, you know, stands up whole, you know, when the wind blows against that, the mass itself, it looks like a cross when you remove the current, no, the mass from it. And it looks like a, you know, a crucifix, a cross. And the boat itself represents the church. Jesus gets into Simon Peter and Andrew's boat and they catch fish after a long night of working. They were not able to catch anything and miraculously this stranger, this preacher from Nazareth in Galilee comes into their boat and their boat is filled with fish. <clears throat> they're um, they're going to do all right. But that's that's represents souls being caught. The net itself is the work of the church to, that Christ will uh, assign to Peter and his successors and all the apostles to go out and preach the gospel and bring them into the church, bring them into the boat which represents the church of Jesus Christ. Their commission the Great Commission. And it represents what Peter, Andrew, James, and John are supposed to do. They're supposed to go out into the world. The waters represents the nations, represents the, the world. You know, when you um, look into the book of Revelation, Jesus, when he speaks, he appears before John the Apostle the glorified Christ. He speaks with the voice of many, of many waters, meaning many languages, so the whole world could understand him. And that's a very interesting um, look at it because you can see the connection. You know, John himself, son of Zebedee, is the one who writes the book of Revelation and he writes the gospel of John. In the gospel of John, Jesus does the same, almost similar miracle. The apostles are in the boat, but this time Jesus is not in the boat. Jesus comes walking on the water through the storm. And amazingly, you know, of course, he's on the uh, the water. He's walking on it. And Peter says, if it's you, let me come out to you. He does. And, of course, Peter doubts and starts to sink like he's about to drown. And they think that, um, you know, they thought Jesus was a ghost. As a matter of fact, I think it happens again in another scene, but I believe... The Gospel of John is the main one here we're going to focus on. And he says, come to me. And Jesus, and Peter comes to him, but he begins to doubt. Again, the storm attacking the boat is the violence of the world. The world attacking the church. The world, the, tum the tumult, the, 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 the violence of everything. The water is slamming against the church, the nations attacking it, the governments, the superpowers, the governors and the rulers, because the church is countercultural. It's supposed to preach Jesus Christ. You know, in the first instance, they, they ask, Lord, don't you care that we're going to perish? You know how sometimes people always say, was God asleep? 
in a sense, Jesus is playing with them, you could say, but he was really asleep. And there was a storm going on and he doesn't see, he seems to be comfortable in that cushion, that couch <laughs> that they had in the, in the boat. And they have to wake him up. And he calms the storm. Be still. Peace. Then he turns and says, why were you afraid? Did you not have any faith? <laughs> in a sense, I'm with you. I'm in the boat. And then later on, he's walking on the water. He's in control. He's walking on the water and there's a storm going around him. And there's a storm attacking the church. Even in the boat or out of the boat, he's in control. He's in control. I've been feeling a lot of anxiety and I've been almost feeling some depression. I mean, I've been doing, I've been dealing with a lot lately. I've been worried about the bills. I've been worried about, you know, paying the rent. I've been worried about taking care of my mom. I've been worried about a lot of things. I've been worried about what's going to happen uh, with the job. I, I know at my job, what's going to happen to my coworkers. This coronavirus and now this election, it, it, it's testing people. It's I think it's bending people to the breaking point. Um, now the holidays are, show, are are here. It's it's very depressing. I mean, it's going to get worse. They're going to be playing the same Christmas songs nonstop over and over again. It's like water torture. Seriously, you know, it's a lot of us are going to feel it. And a lot of people, you know, it's not going to be a great holiday season. It's not going to be a holiday season. I mean, I feel bad for the kids because Christmas is supposed to be a very joyous time, a happy time. It certainly is not going to feel that way for some people. But, you know, the kids need to at least, you know, not see the worry on their parents' faces. The, I mean, the masks wearing, <laughs> you know, social distancing, uh, the elderly. There was a, a live site news report. I didn't, uh, about a 90 year old woman who would rather be euthanized and go through another lockdown. <sighs> wow. You know, that's going to be some, you know, that's, that, that is horrible. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine and she's retired now and she can't believe that she's going through this. And it has some people, they're out of touch. They're, they're sort of insensitive. I mean, I don't think they mean to be. They may have the money and the ability to go to other places or other states. Some people can go down to Florida. And I think the fact that they can escape it and they have that that ability to and the finances to escape situations can sometimes make people maybe blind to other people's circumstances. You know, it's a very difficult, this is going to be a very difficult time what we're going through. But we have to remember that Christ is in charge. And regardless who's president, God has the ability to confound the nations. Whatever plans certain people have, regardless of the Great Reset, there have been empires before. <laughs> there have been great plans before. There have been great schemes before. Napoleon wanted to, um, he made himself emperor took the crown straight from the Pope's hands and crowned himself emperor of, the, of his new Holy Roman Empire. And 
he, he, he left the stage in humiliation. You had Hitler and Mussolini. You've had the Soviet Empire. They're gone. They're just men. They're just human beings. They're, that's all they are. Doesn't matter. Doesn't make a difference. They'll come and they'll, and they'll go. And the world will still be here, different, but it'll still be here. So let's not, um, oh, let's just keep praying. It's going to be a very difficult time and we were going to enter Advent season. And um, I'll try to do a little something for us for Advent. Um, we'll have to, I'll, I'm going to try to mix it. <laughs> Um, with the news and and with some scripture. So I'll do the best I can. I hope I'll do a good job. All right, so let's go to the news report. All right, so this is from Stephen Mosher. It's a blog from LifeSite News. He's a blogger. This is from Friday, the 20th, 2020. Top Trump lawyer foretells huge new evidence dump in 2020 vote for, vote uh, vote fraud case. Today, Sidney Powell, you heard of her name, I'm sure, promised a flood of evidence over the next two weeks that will drown the mainstream media media's credibility forever. Stephen Mosher, November 20th, 2020, LifeSite News. I believe. As someone who has been on the calls that Trump's legal team will easily be able to prove in court that massive voter fraud has occurred and that the president actually won re-election. I say this with 100% confidence. You know, um, I, I desperately want to believe everything. I want to believe the confidence and I'm... I mean, everything that they're saying is true. The <clears throat> Dominion machine, I mean, that was probably what I was using. I mean, when I put my ballot in, that was probably a Dominion machine because it looks like what they're showing on the news. You slip it through and and the screen, and there's like the sort of like a, a, uh, like a clock spin thing. And, and it, it it's, it's probably Dominion, I'm sure. Why are we using foreign devices made from a, uh, a country like Venezuela? Why? And why are we allowing another country uh, to, to provide us these devices? When, I mean, it just came out on the news that back in 2009, CNN reported on the Dominion device, on this, on this, on this computer. And now they're acting like they, they didn't even know about it. This is the stuff that drives me crazy when I listen to the media and it makes me depressed because you're realizing these people are trying to hoodwink us. They're trying to play us stupid. And it's very depressing because they're supposed to look out for our interests and they're supposed to just report the news. Instead, they're choosing sides. You know... It's that's that's one one of the things that really depre is depressing because you listen to what one side is saying, and I like listening to Dinesh D'Souza. I like listening to Father Provone. I like listening to read the reports. Let's say from LifeSite News and Church Militant, and then you hear about the silencing, the cancellation of the uh, of these of these. Um, these new sites and then you you know google twitter facebook why did we allow these people to have so much power how did we let these people with and then to have someone like george soros and then you hear about mike bloomberg sending uh, flooding georgia with money 
so they can change an election. And then you hear about Andrew Yang and all these other Democrats that they're going to move down to Georgia so they can vote and change, um, so they can influence the seats in the Senate and the Congress. Why? Why are these people investing with all this money, investing all this so they can change everything? And you hear someone like uh, Chuck Schumer saying, once we win Georgia, we can change America and then the world. It's very, very um, depressing to hear these people wanting to change the lives of everyone. All right, let's continue. On this question, the liberal media, which unfortunately now includes Fox News, there you go, have made themselves the enemy of the truth. Their helpless talking egos continue to demand that President Trump produce the evidence of the voter fraud at the same time that they, can, they can't be bothered to read the many affidavits that have been submitted to the courts much less report on them to the public. Over the next two weeks, the flood of evidence that will be released will drown their credibility forever. Uh, Father Frank Provone said that even though you might hear that one lower court has denied the Trump legal team, does not mean that Trump is out of it. Remember, in when Bush versus Gore um, remember that hanging Chad thing almost 20 years ago. Um, the Bush team had to go through the same process. They had to go through a lower court in order to go to the Supreme Court. And even though he, his team got rejected, it's the same process, but it doesn't mean that Trump is out of it. And Sidney Powell is working separately. She's not out. She's not been fired by Trump, as you might think you might hear from the media, she is working on a little differently. She's basically focusing on citizens who have been um, not treated correctly, that their, their votes, their ballots were not treated equally by the Democrats. You know, it's, it's basically representing uh, the average citizen while Giuliani is going to represent the president. Each you got to you got to pick your battles. This is what I understand. Let's start with Sidney Powell. Okay, this is back to the article. A former federal prosecutor. You're not going to hear this. You're going to hear people treat them like as though they're um, cheap lawyers. She's a she's a former federal prosecutor who is one of President Trump's attorneys. She's still his attorney. Uh, this is from the 20th, November 20th. This morning, Sydney was on Glenn Beck's radio show where she told him there are lawsuits coming in each where she told him that there, there are lawsuits coming in each and every one of the swing states. The evidence in these lawsuits will consist of eyewitnesses to um, eyewitnesses to and victims of voter fraud, actual raw data from the precincts, which takes time to get and analyze and affidavits from experts who will explain that the resulting anomalies in the data are statistically impossible. Okay. Now you probably thought that you heard that she was fired. She was not fired. She's working separately from Giuliani. Okay. But there are parts of the case that will crisscross to over Giuliani to, to Giuliani's team, because remember, we're talking about votes that were supposed to go to Trump and that went to Biden. And this is done through Dominion. And then you've got to focus on all these uh, ballots that came in in the middle of the night in garbage bags and buckets and boxes that were strangely were only for Biden. They were filled up and they didn't have any other um senator or congressman filled in it was like rush only biden was picked okay let's continue um okay take the testimony of russell ramsland who is an expert 
in election fraud detection. Ramsland, who served in the Reagan administration, has submitted an affidavit swearing that the significant anomalies and red flags were evident in the Michigan tallies, without which Biden would not have won the state. What kind of red flags are we talking about? Here's one example from Ramblin's affidavit. There are stunning 3,276 precincts where the presidential votes cast compared to the estimated vote voters, ranging from 84 precincts to 350 precincts, revealing 4,031,954 uh, 4, excesses in ballots. I hope I'm, I'm reading the numbers correctly here. But <laughs> that's really excesses in ballots. Okay, there are stunning 3,276 precincts where the presidential votes cast compared to the estimated voters ranges from 84 precincts to 350 precincts, revealing 431,954 uh, excess ballots. An excess ballot is a polite way of saying a fraudulent ballot. Okay, so basically it jumped. It jumped to 431,954 excess ballots. I'm not a mathematician, but I would say that it does look like the numbers were fixed there. Okay. <laughs> then there's evidence laid out by Rudy Giuliani at yesterday's press conference. First, he spoke of a pattern of organized voter fraud that stretches across the United States. You see, you got to pick your battles here. As we started investigating both our investigations and the very brave and patriotic American citizens that have come forward. Extraordinary number of people, extraordinary number of witnesses. And what emerged very quickly is it's not a singular voter fraud in one state. This, this pattern repeats itself in a number of states, almost exactly the same pattern, which to any experienced investigator, prosecutor would suggest there was a plan from a, from a centralized place to execute these acts of voter fraud, specifically focused on big cities and big cities, as you can imagine. Okay. Okay. Focus on big cities and big cities, as you can imagine, big cities controlled by Democrats and particularly focused on big cities that have a long history of corruption. They were they were good. I don't know that they were that good because they made a significant mistakes like all crooks do. And we caught them. <laughs> that sounds like Giuliani talking in swing states after swing state. The same pattern emerges, emerges little or no oversight. While mail in ballots were being counted, Republican poll watchers being kept at a distance or thrown out entirely. The counting being carried out in the, in secret in the middle of the night, huge spikes of ballots for Biden suddenly appearing afterward and Dominion voting system being used for the ba uh, tabulation of ballots. Giuliani tore into the media for claiming that there is no evidence of fraud, saying, do you know how many affidavits we have in the Michigan case? 221 affidavits. What they swear to is that at 4.30 in the morning, a truck pulled up to the Detroit Center where they were counting ballots. The people thought it was food, so they all ran to the truck. It wasn't food. It was thousands and thousands of ballots, and the, thou and the ballots were in a garbage cans. They were in paper bags. They were in, they were in cardboard boxes. They were taken into the center and they were put on a number of tables. <laughs> wow. At that time, Giuliani continued, they thought all of the Republican inspectors had left. All but two had. Here's what they jauntily swear to, that every ballot that they could see, everything that they could hear, these were ballots for Biden. 
when they saw a ballot, these were ballots only for Biden, nothing down, nothing down the ticket. Many of them were triple counted, triple counted. Wow. Of course, garbage cans full of phony ballots is old school. New school is electronic voter fraud. Hmm. This takes us back to Sidney Powell's interview with Glenn Beck, which suggested to me that we may soon learn more about how computerized voting systems in the U.S. and overseas were used in the election heist. We know that the Dominion voting system machines used in dozens of states were connected to the Internet, even when they should not have been. It would have it would be surprising if there were not a master server or servers were all, and I do mean all of the voting data are sent and stored in real time. And here's where the story gets really, really interesting. For several days, there have been reports that the U.S. forces carried out a raid on a facility in Frankfurt, Germany, run by a, com a company called... Uh, site, site, I, site, it's capital S Y C T I that was involved in storing, counting, and perhaps manipulating U.S. voter data, and that its computer servers had been seized. It is too complicated to explain here, but all of the companies involved in computerized voting, which names like Smart Tech and Dominion seem to all be connected in some way and to all use the same software. Interesting. Increasingly, oh, I'm sorry, interesting enough, reports said that the CIA had not been informed in advance of the raid. Hmm. At yesterday's press conference, Powell publicly confirmed that the German raid had indeed taken place, but say that she was not sure as she put it, whether the good guys or the bad guys got the servers. Well, I mean, if there were special forces, I mean, if there were U.S. forces that carried out a raid on a facility in Frankfurt, Germany, I'm going to think that the president knew about this. So that's, I would say that because there's been, there's been um, Dinesh D'Souza noticed that if you go back and look at several news clips, Trump's team was already on the fact that there would possibly be insecure voter. So they've often been said, well, the Democrats play checkers, Trump plays 2D chess. I know it sounds like people giving him a lot of compliment, but you got to look at it this way. Haven't they for months been talking about mail-in ballots and haven't they been after him for years accusing him of soviet that or not soviet but russian interference that he's that that the election that he should be impeached when you've had these attacks for four years did you, does do you think he honestly believed that they were not going to try to stop him even they've been saying we have to stop him from a second election from winning a second a second term so I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to just sit around and just thumb his fingers and think that he's, he's just going to win it. He was focused on campaigning. Dinesh D'Souza says the Democrats were focused on election, on mail-in ballots. So did you, does anyone honestly think that, that he's not going to look over his shoulder or have anyone investigating and following this? It appears that he knew this was going to happen. So while Biden was in his basement, right, and the Democrats were busy changing um, the rules to voter, to, to, to the election, I can't, I can't honestly say that you could imagine that Trump is going to ignore this. I don't believe he would. So let's, let's see what happens. Okay. Um, last night on Lou Dobbs show, she went further saying, I know the Frankfurt facility is one of the uh, server centers. 
The Frankfurt facility is one of the Cerber centers. There is also one in Barcelona. So it is related to the entire smart tech dominion operation. We do not, we do not know whether the good guys were the Cerber uh, or the Cer um, the good guys got the Cerbers, whether the bad guys got them. Being on the outside of the government, we simply don't know. I'm hoping it's the good guys, and if they have the Cerbers, then there should be scads of evidence of, frankly, an international criminal conspiracy of the worst sort. All right, let me read this paragraph one more time. Last night on Lou Dobbs' show, she went further, uh, further, saying, I know the Frankfurt facility is one of the server centers. There's also one in Barcelona. So it is related to the entire Smartmatic Dominion operation. We do not know whether the good guys got the servers or whether the bad guys got them. Being on the outside of the government, we simply don't know. I'm hoping it's the good guys. And if they have the servers, then there should be scads of evidence of, frankly, and an international criminal cons a criminal conspiracy of the worst sort. Hmm. When Lou Dobbs asks if those servers contain the records of all the votes that were pr processed by Dominion or Smartmatic, pa Powell answered, yes. She added, people can watch the votes stream in live. For example, there was a Dominion employee high up at the Detroit Center on the night of the election. He could have watched the vote, votes come in live and manipulated them in that process. It could have a run on automatic algorithm against all the votes, which we believe is what happened originally. And then the machines had to stop and the count had to stop in multiple places because President Trump's lead was so great at that point that they had to stop the vote counting and, uh, and come in and backfill the votes. They needed to change the results. Today, Glenn Be uh, today to Glenn Beck, she dropped another bombshell. I'm hearing that it was our forces that got the servers. Okay. <laughs> our forces. That means the good guys. Oh, boy. Now, if these turn out to be the master servers that recorded all the voting data of flowing in from all of the thousands of Dominion voting machines across the U.S. on election night, then things are about to get very interesting. Interesting, too, is that the main Dominion office in Toronto has closed along with the Dominion office in Denver. Hundreds of Dominion employees have deleted their link, LinkedIn accounts and other social media profiles. And just this morning, Dominion representatives didn't show up for an oversight hearing at the Pennsylvania Assembly at which they were scheduled to appear. These are not the actions of a company that has nothing to hide. Powell said to Beck that the Trump campaign will start releasing documents to trusted journalists and putting them online within the next couple of days. You want evidence of voter fraud? I'm, I'm guessing that we have it all. Okay, so Help Stop Voter Fraud Project Veritas is accepting voter fraud tips here. Hmm. So Project Ver Veritas, that's a, we have a link there, but I'm not going to do that right now. So <clears throat> that was from November 20th. This article was written by Steve Mosher in November 20th. And that was Friday. 9.52 p.m. it was put out. Wow. So that was Stephen Mosher for LifeSite News. He's a blogger. And this was about Sidney Powell. And I have a funny feeling that we're going to hear some more interesting stuff. So this was good to hear. All right, let's go to the next article. Okay, so this is from Monday, November 23rd, 2020. And it's again from Stephen Mosher. He's the, a blogger. Sidney Powell was not fired by Trump. Okay, it's from November, Monday, November 23rd, 2020. Leave it to fake news to put the worst spin 
on anything coming out of Trump world. Sidney huh. Powell was not fired by Trump. Okay, by Stephen Mosher. November 23rd, 2020. Sunday evening, the Trump legal team, Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis, put out of a brief statement. Sidney Powell is practicing law on her own. She is not a member of the Trump legal team. She is also not a lawyer for the president in his personal capacity. Some interpreted this to mean that there had been a falling out between Powell and Giuliani, or worse, that Powell had been fired by the president. The thought that the key legal actors charged with saving our republic from a brazen election heist might have had a falling out was disheartening. Uh, the left was gleeful. Conservatives were gloom. Powell's own statement set the record straight. Unfortunately, it was delayed by the fact that she had just been suspended by Twitter on all too common fate for anyone right, right of center. As released by General uh, Michael Flynn's son on Parler, Powell wrote on Parler, so she had to release it on Parler. Okay. Statement from Sidney Powell to We the People. I agree with the campaign statement that I am not part of the campaign's legal team. I never signed a retainer or agreement or sent the president or the campaign a bill for my expenses or fees. My intent has always been to expose all the fraud I could find and let the chips fall where they may, whether it be upon Republicans or Democrats. The, the evidence I'm compiling is overwhelming that this software tool was used to shift millions of votes from President Donald Trump and other Republican candidates to Biden and, and other Democrat candidates. We are proceeding to prepare our lawsuits and plan to file it this week. It will be epic. We will not allow this great republic to be stolen by communists from without and within or our votes altered or manipulated by a foreign by foreign actors in Hong Kong, Iran, Venezuela, or Serbia. For example, we have neither regard who have neither neither regard for human life nor the people who are the engine of this exceptional country. Hashtag we the people elected Donald Trump and other Republican candidates to restore the vision of America as a place of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You may assist this effort by making a non-taxable contribution to www.defendingtherepublic.org. Hashtag Kraken on steroids. Okay. Sidney Powell. Okay, reading Powell's statement, you can see that she puts country ahead of party and intends to call out lawbreakers regardless of whether they have a D or an R after their names. She has already suggested that Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia, who was a Republican, had a deal with Dominion. That makes him a rhino. This statement did not sit well with the Republican establishment, some members of which complained that she violated what the late President Ronald Reagan called his 11th commandment, thou shall not criticize thou fellow Republicans. Oh, sorry, Mr. Reagan, I think we disagree. And others suggested that the statement is all about money, nothing more. Those who control the purse strings in the GOP and the Trump campaign wanted to make clear that Sidney Powell is not on the payroll. That's fine with Powell. As she notes above, she has her own nonprofit to fund her. She's a, she, let me stop here. She's a very committed person. I, I heard with, um, 
Tim Gordon, he interviewed a, a gentleman who worked with her. She uh, put together her own book. She spent everything out of her own expenses in a hotel. She's very committed. She is very committed to uh, to her cause. She's a Texan. Uh, she's not Catholic. She's a Baptist, which is perfectly fine. Well, you know, you know, I, it would be nice that she's Catholic, but she's not. And she's very committed to her faith. She's very committed to the to the country. She's very committed to the American ideal and philosophy. And I think that's wonderful. All right. All right. Um, she, 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 like I said, she, um, she has her own nonprofit to fund her work. Uh, www.defendingtherepublic.org. If you are able to do so, I suggest sending an, in a gift. The work she's doing is absolutely vital to the survival of our constitutional republic. Over the weeks since the election, she has uncovered more and more evidence of how computer voting systems can be used to commit voter fraud. Dominion voting machines operating with Smartmatic software can be manipulated in multiple ways by design. In other words, there are features not bugs or glitches. A great introduction to these features comes from OAN's channel, uh, Ron, who has just done a special called Dominion Ising the Vote. Huh. I am personally convinced by the many statistical analysis that's, that, that show that the large num number of votes have been switched from Trump to Democrat challengers. Joe Biden, how some of the uh, algorithm actually work is also becoming clear. The affidavit that Powell has produced supporting the uh, that allegation that Dominion has worked with foreign governments, including Venezuela, is also compelling to, uh, evidence. A lot of people don't want to talk about how electronic voting systems have been used to fix elections around the world for years and want to talk even less about how they've been used in the United States. That probably includes a number of Republicans, but the, mem the numbers don't lie. As far as Sydney herself, she has doubled down on her claims. She has gone from hashtag release the Kraken to hashtag Kraken on steroids. If we win this and my money is on the gal from Texas, Sydney Powell gets the next open seat on the Supreme Court. Wow. While she's waiting, she can head up the FBI and begin to clean out the mess there. Wow. Sidney Powell, Supreme Court Justice. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, I have to say, Uh, if you can support her, support her. Check it out. I mean, I'm going to give it to you right now here. All right. You can um, uh, contribute www.defendingtherepublic.org. Okay. And I would suggest that you, you um, if you can give, donate because this is important. All right. Again, www.defendingtherepublic, one word. Org. Wow, this is amazing. So you see, uh, good people do rise up. Um, in many ways, it reminds me of, um, of Thomas More. That's why I mentioned Thomas More, because Thomas More had to deal with Henry VIII. And Henry VIII was, was a king who wanted power. He wanted to, he made himself head of the church. He made the church submit to him. And during that time, uh, Thomas More, who was uh, kind of like you can say a prime minister, he was, uh, you know, head of state, while the king, of course, is the head of state. And then only one bishop, one bishop did not sign the act of supremacy of handing the church over to an earthly prince, Bishop John Fisher. All right. Thomas More and Fisher were both beheaded. The Pope thought of saving Bishop Fisher by making him a cardinal. And Henry VIII heard about it and said, well, he can send him the hat, the hat of a cardinal, that is, 
But unfortunately, there won't be any head to rest that hat because I would have cut it off by the time it gets here. And he did. He cut off. He executed him. This shows you how dangerous when someone wants to take power. These men, rhino Republicans, are not really committed to the American cause. They don't believe in it. They're selling some of these uh, rhino Republicans. They're they're like Republicans who side with Democrats. Who'll do anything just just to stay in power. They're not looking for the cause of the American person. Then uh, the the American ideal, the American principle, the American philosophy. You know they don't want the Republican Party to become a national populist party, meaning. To that's putting America first. These are men who are all agreement with globalism. That's why someone like Mike Bloomberg is all on with George Soros. They're both they they're, they're trying everything they can to use their money to change people's thoughts and minds. These people are looking to globalize. They want America to be in order to be a global empire, a global government. America has to lose its nationality. And there's some people all for that because they think the world's going to be a better place. It's not. It's not going to be a better place. Okay? It's not going to be a better place. It's not. It's, it's, you can't trust these people. I mean, look what England went through. And England is still trying to go through. It's still trying to pull away. It, it, I mean, it has. The Brexit happened. But there's some British people that want England to remain within the European Union. This is not the European Union. This is globalism. This is the Great Reset. And that annoying Prince Charles is all for it. They, they just, they don't believe in God, these people. Okay? This is a Tower of Babel all over again. This is empire all over again. Some say they want to, they want us to go back to feudalism. I mean, Klaus Schwab said, if you go on YouTube, you'll hear him. You don't have to own anything. You don't need to own property. And you'll be very happy by not owning property. So they'll have everything. They'll take all the money from your bank account. They'll take your house. They'll take your land. They'll take your your um, your, your farm land and everything. And they'll own it. Why do you need to own it? You don't need to own everything, anything. We'll take care of it for you. Yeah. They'll control the production of food. They'll control the production of water. They'll control everything. And some people, because they want to believe that this could work. No, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Because we're not going to have anything. We're not going to be, we're not going to have our own land. We're not going to have our own house. They'll tell us how to live. They'll decide how many children we should have. They want to, they want to take away the consumption of meat. Meat. Okay. Because meat gives people strength. They want to reduce the, your height because you're going to understand is that I've heard this from many people. Um, People who come from Ireland talked about how their family members were short, but because the family had a better healthy life, a better diet here, the following generation of men from Ireland became tall. That's why in many young, many Japanese, they, you know, when they began to have a better diet, even Chinese people, Asians, the diet of meat made the next generation taller, men and women, both. And so the idea is, is to weaken people, which is why you're hearing all these people talking about <laughs> cow fart and everything and, the, and how it affects the environment and all that stuff. But be, it's because they want to reduce the possibility of a revolution, of a resistance. Okay, this is not about the environment. It's about changing the whole world and reducing the population so that the elite can live better than you 
and they can be have control over you. I don't know. I'm guessing you want to live in a, in a hundred Hunger Games. I don't want to live in a world like that. I don't want to live in a world like that. No. And some people who have lost focus, I guess the Holy Father, Pope Francis, he's lost focus of Christ. I hate to say it. I know people don't like to hear me talk this way, but he seems to be all in, in on this whole great reset. He's got Jeffrey Sachs, an atheist who's, who wants to be part of the great, who wants the Catholic church to be in it because they need a religious institution, especially in the West. And what better, greater institution that's established than the Catholic church? Far greater than the church of England, which means nothing. And the Catholic church is the most recognizable institution. I mean, Soros says, I own the Pope now. I, I'm, that's what I've heard people say, so I can't really say if it's true, but it sounds like it. After all, Jeffrey Sachs is, works for George Soros. All right, well, I'm going to end it here. I'm glad I did these articles, and I'm glad I... Uh, don't lose faith, okay? Don't. Remember, Christ is in charge. Christ is the king, even in the midst of a, a political storm, all right? Right now, it looks bad. Let's, let's put our faith in Christ the king. And Our Lady, pray the rosary. All right, God bless, folks, and uh, I'll do another one soon.